and welcome to Homeschoolhood, the show and community where we talk about all things education and parenthood and the beautiful mess where they intersect homeschool. I'm Erica Ladd, former public school teacher and parent turned homeschool mom to my two elementary age daughters. I never thought we would homeschool, but we tried it during the pandemic and haven't looked back. Whether you homeschool or not, my hope is that you find encouragement, practical ideas, and some real talk about raising and educating tiny humans here on Homeschoolhood. Hello! This episode, we are talking about bad homeschool advice. I've seen a lot of it out there. Um, I think as homeschoolers, sometimes we try to overcompensate because our choice is not the norm. So we make some blanket statements about things that aren't necessarily always true or true for everyone. And it ends up kind of misleading people with some bad advice. So I know my education and experience as a public school teacher brings a different perspective than many, but not all homeschool advice is helpful or accurate. So I thought I'd speak to a few um, maybe common themes that I see in some homeschooling circles and share just my opinion based on my experience as both a public school teacher and a homeschooler now for a couple of years. So here's the first one that I hear that makes me a little bit crazy. And to be fair, this is not just a homeschool opinion. Um, it's shifting in public education also, but the idea that kids will learn to read and write naturally when they're ready. So there is a grain of truth in this in that many people don't realize that many academic skills are also very dependent on development, much like learning how to walk or talk. Um, And it is a good thing not to push kids to read before they're ready. But explicit teaching is necessary. While reading is developmental and literacy is developmental, it's not natural in the sense that it just happens on its own and with enough exposure over time. So in fact, research says that learning how to read needs to systematically focus on the essential components of phonemic awareness, phonics, vocabulary, fluency, and comprehension, and be teaching those things explicitly. So look into the science of reading if you want to know more about that. There are research-based methods that are proven to be the best way to teach reading to kids. And that does not mean there can't be some flexibility in that. It does not mean that you can't um, bring to the table what you know works best for your child. But just know that just the advice of, oh, they'll read when they're ready to read is not exactly true or helpful. (laughs) The second one is an area where I think we really try to overcompensate. And we try to say sometimes as homeschoolers that socialization is not an issue. I don't need to worry about my kids being socialized. And what is true is that socialization means more than just being in a public school classroom with people your same age all the time and doing all the traditional school things, right? In fact, in some ways, kids who are homeschooled often have more opportunities to socialize or more time. Um, They have various ways with many kinds of different people through just like daily life, Uh, being out in the community, co-ops, extracurricular activities, sports, and travel, which is huge, like getting to see more of the world. But friendships do often require more effort in homeschools. Um, It is not just this built-in peer group that they're spending, you know, six hours a day with every day where they end up finding kind of their people. So I do think that it can be 
it can be tricky to make sure you're fostering friendships and putting in maybe a little bit more effort into making sure that they have those close friendships than you would have to as a public school parent. I also think that we don't talk about enough how isolating homeschool can be socially to the parent too. You know, I personally went from being a stay-at-home mom with my kids at school all day and having all of that time to socialize, hang out with friends whose kids were also in school to being busy, you know, every day from nine to three. I have a full-time job now basically teaching my kids. And I think that, and just the social activities that go along with school, right? Being on the PTO, some of those different things. So I do think it is okay to be honest about the fact that doing something out of the norm can be socially isolating for all involved. And it just requires some intentional effort. It doesn't mean it's a reason not to do it. I think that people that think that that's the only reason you shouldn't homeschool is the social aspect are looking at it through um, a pretty narrow lens. But it does need to be addressed. And I think we do a disservice when we say, oh, socialization is not an issue in homeschool because it can be. Also, I think something we forget about is just the culture of school, right? Kids growing up with shared experiences. So things, especially as they get into high school, prom, graduation, um, dating relationships. And I know a lot of people think, well, yeah, that's one reason I want to keep homeschooling. I don't think it's appropriate the way it's handled right now or whatever that might be. Everyone has their own reasons, but you have to acknowledge that if we homeschool, especially all through high school, our kids are missing out on that cultural experience in one sense of going to a traditional school, you know, going to the football games Friday night, having the school spirit, all of the things that just culturally add a lot to um, the high school experience, they may may or may not be missing out on them. It's okay to be honest about that. Okay, number three piece of bad homeschool advice is that anybody can and should homeschool. Now, while I do not think you necessarily have to have a teaching degree, although I will say that is a plus and can only be a helpful thing, with your extra study of child development and teaching methods and your experience in the classroom, I do think that you have to be the kind of person who takes this very seriously. You're taking on personal responsibility for your child's entire education, even if you're only doing it for a year or two, right? So I think that the idea that it's no big deal that kind of comes along with some of that thinking that like anybody can homeschool, it's very natural, is not completely honest. Um, And I do think also that your parental passion and interests need to be taken into account. I love homeschool because I love teaching, right? And I missed certain aspects of teaching and now I get to do those with my own kids. If you don't love curriculum, if you don't love books, if you don't love planning and getting in there and learning with your kids, you're not going to enjoy homeschool and you're not going to be a very effective homeschool teacher. And that's fine. Not everybody needs to be. It's also just not an option for everyone, even physically, right? Like the setup that you have in your living situation. Um, Maybe you have a health issue Uh, financially, you have both parents working and that's just not a choice. It is expensive. We don't talk about that. And yes, there are, there is definitely a spectrum of um, what you can spend on homeschool. And there are definitely tons of free resources and the library and all of that. But I think it's a little bit dishonest to say, you know, you could homeschool for free. I just, whew, I don't know about that one. Um, 
and this is just my opinion, but I, it is, it does come at a cost financially. It comes at a cost to my time. There are things that I now don't have time to do, um, because I'm invested in homeschooling my kids. So even just in terms of services that kids might need where they may or may not be better served in a public school setting. Um, sometimes a public school is the best place for a child with special needs to get that support that they need. Sometimes the opposite is true and bringing them home means they get what they need. So I just think with all of these, we need to be a little more nuanced in our conversation and homeschool is not and should not be for everybody. And that is okay. I think we get, um, defensive as homeschoolers because a lot of people balk at that decision and we think we need to be the crusaders and champions for all homeschool. And it's just not necessary and not true. Another common sentiment and kind of piece of advice that's out there. Um, and if you've been homeschooling, especially you will see this on social media, everything that everything should be child led and nature study and interest based and while it is true that homeschool affords you so much freedom and flexibility, we wouldn't treat the rest of life that way, right? I don't know about you, but my kids are never interested in brushing their teeth. <laughs> if everything that needed to happen in our days was child-led, some things that are important just simply wouldn't happen. But what homeschool does allow for is a customized education, which definitely takes into consideration your kids' interests and needs in a way that's just not possible in a traditional school setting and all of the kids. But I think as the homeschooling parent, you are still in charge. I think if your kids love a workbook, that's fine. I think if more traditional methods work for certain things for certain kids at certain times, that is fine. I don't think everything needs to look like, um, you know, a fairy garden and playing in mud and um, identifying wildflowers every day to be doing a good job homeschooling. And so just take that pressure off of yourself that we don't need to throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's also okay to be the adult in charge. It's okay. And in fact, necessary to have a plan um, and then weave in those, ch those child led interests uh, take these deep dives and these rabbit trails when something really inspires your kids. But really, I think our role in that interest-led learning is more like presenting them with all these things that they might not even know about that might be interesting, right? Like my daughter developed this um, kind of premature, I feel like, obsession with the women's suffrage movement in third grade because she was exposed to that in our homeschool. And then we took a, you know, a deep dive into that and learned more about it. So there are things they don't even know about in the world yet. And it's our job to explore with them, lay those things in front of them, and then, you know, find ways to weave those in. But it is okay to have a more structured plan and not have it look like somebody else's um, nature-inspired homeschool every day. Okay, this is the last one. And really kind of the biggest one for me. I'm going to get on my soapbox. <laughs> um, it's the idea that public school is the enemy. Now, public school does not serve everyone well. Public school has its problems. Public school has even more problems in the last couple of years than they already were saddled with. Um, but I see this overall like us versus them mentality in homeschooling, that all things public school are bad 
and you should pull your kids out and homeschool them because the public schools are ruining them. Uh, many choose homeschool just out of a fear of public schools without much information to go on or misinformation about what is happening in those schools. And I think what's important to keep in mind, no matter what educational choices we make for our kids, is that not everybody has the same options we do. And all of us as a society have a vested interest in a healthy public education system. And as we've talked about homeschool, is not an option for everyone, nor should it be. So as a society, we should value a well-educated citizenry. We should be supporting public schools, in my opinion. We should be advocating for policies that make public schools better and safer and um, finding ways to support public school teachers in particular, and not making this another battleground. The public schools have enough battlegrounds right now, in case you haven't noticed, and they are putting out fires left and right. And um, it's really, really heartbreaking to me coming from the public school uh, as a teacher and a student, seeing the way that those problems are exacerbated sometimes by the homeschool community. So public school is not the enemy in review. Everything does not have to be child-led and interest-based and nature study. Not everybody should or can homeschool, and that's okay. Socialization can be an issue and something to be super intentional about. And kids will not just learn to automatically read and write, and they need to be explicitly taught. They need phonemic awareness and they need to use the science of literacy to develop those literacy skills. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Sometimes we think homeschool should always be this gentle, hands-off, let them, you know what I'm talking about, let them run barefoot in the grass all of the time. And that is, trust me, been a huge eye-opener for me in homeschool, how much more freedom in childhood there is with this method for us. But... Some of those things still need to be taught very systematically and very carefully. So those are my, that's my soapbox pushback on some things that I see in homeschooling circles that just feel like we're trying a little too hard, like we're not talking completely honestly about things and, and honestly that put a lot of pressure on both homeschooling parents and parents that make different educational choices for their kids. It is just not necessary. So those are my five main ones. I would love to hear from you. Um, I want to talk more about this on Instagram. So chime in over there. I am at Lad Erica. I would love to hear. Today we'll be discussing it about what are some of your like homeschool pet peeves, kind of um, bad advice that you wish people would stop saying in the homeschool community. I would love to hear if you have anything more to say about that. Okay, now it's time for a homeschool hack. This may be a silly one, but this time of year when I am wanting all of the curriculum and all of the books and every new program I see and every new learning game I see because everyone's doing reviews on YouTube and Instagram, there's a couple of simple things that I try to stick to to not completely blow my budget. So that is just creating wish lists on Amazon and a specific homeschool shelf on Goodreads. 
So the books for me can get out of control very quickly. There are a lot of books that I think I want to read to my kids or have my kids read. There's a lot of resources that I want to use. And so having a homeschool specific wish list in Amazon that I add things to, and then also a Goodreads shelf of want to read things for homeschool. And I have one for me and things that I want for the girls. So like, um, you know, if it's kind of more professional development, teacher reads, parent reads for me, and then another one for the girls. That helps so much, not just like instantly buy something so you don't forget about it. And it helps when you come across something like, let's say you're studying a you know, certain period of history now, and you know, next year you're going to be studying a different one and you come across a great book that goes with that. You can just put it on that wish list, And then as you're purchasing materials, you can be a little bit more thoughtful knowing that those good ideas you have, have a holding place. And often you'll find like, oh, I don't, I actually found this other thing that was better and I didn't need that after all. And then it just can be removed from the wish list, and you didn't waste any money on it. So that's just a little... A little budgeting tip for you, because if you are like me, you probably spend way too much on Amazon and the bookstore. Okay, that is it for this episode. We will be back in a couple weeks with another one. Thank you so much for listening. And like I said, let's continue the chat over on Instagram. You can find me at Lad Erica, and you can also find videos on curriculum, behind the scenes, quick tips, different things, complaining about parenthood. You know, it's all over there. Um, you can find the show notes for this episode in your podcast player. And I'd also love to hear from you individually. Send me an email at hellohomeschoolhood at gmail.com. Until next time, remember you are your child's first and most important teacher and you've got this.